Equipped for Ministry is a ministry of Big Woods Bible Church that seeks to equip the saints for the work of ministry by talking through common questions Christians ask. Without further ado, let's get equipped for ministry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Equipped for Ministry. Thanks again for taking the time to to watch, to listen. Uh, We have our first listener question, uh, and it's on the topic of prayer. Uh, And and as we were just even discussing beforehand, it might be difficult for us to say all we want to say in the time frame that we're looking for. That would never be a problem for (laughs) you or I. No, never. (laughs) Uh, And so as we think about this topic of prayer, uh, we want to focus on why it can be difficult sometimes. And I mean, I think we would both admit prayer can be difficult sometimes. Uh, It's not always something that we are eager to jump into first thing in the morning or whenever it might be. Um, But but what we're addressing specifically today from uh, our listener is how to make prayer more a, a dialogue between friends, even if we could say that. Uh, where it, it's it's something that is animated. I think you probably see in our conversations where, you know, we are we're bouncing off one another. You know, excitement, uh, and and all of this. And yet, prayer can oftentimes just become a list of you know this this is what I need. Give me what I need, and I'm going to move on. Uh, and that's you know oftentimes just joyless. Uh, so we want to focus on why prayer can be difficult, and what to do when it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's where we'll start. Uh, Just even maybe a a brief definition of prayer uh, before we jump into some of the specific reasons. Using the New City Catechism answer, question number 38 says, Prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. So those are the things that that make up prayer uh, and uh, We'll just discuss briefly why it's hard to do those things and even to come before our Creator and make our requests known to Him. So, let's identify the reasons it can be difficult. Yeah, investment is going to take time and it's work. Like any relationship with one another, you're going to have to commit to communicate. And I think that's really where it begins. And I think that's what we see in Scripture as well. Um, when Jesus is teaching his disciples, uh, Matthew chapter six, he says, when you fast, he says, when you pray, this is right. something that is normal. This is something that is expected. And, and I just put it in a category of the fact that um, if we are called to this, it's going to become a discipline right. that we're going to have to kind of lean into just because something um, can be hard or even laborious at times does not give us the excuse to kind of back away. Right. Um, Paul writes, let us not grow weary in well-doing. He says in Galatians, uh, the author in Hebrews said, uh, let us run with endurance the race. And so I, I know that that's probably not a real exciting way to yeah, start, yeah. but it's a personal discipline that we know is expected, mm-hmm. that is going to be hard, that we have to commit to be faithful in, in yeah. order for the relationship to continue to increase. Yeah, and, and so the first, the first thing that we just need to admit about prayer is that it is a discipline, uh, it's, it's work. And, yeah. and I think if we start there, we can maybe move into some things that can, can help us 
get better at doing that work. I love, uh, I think we both would say we love Spurgeon, uh, but he has, he has a quote and he's oftentimes pithy, uh, but he says, uh, pray when you feel like it because that's a terrible state to waste and pray when you don't feel like it because that's a, a terrible state to remain in. Yeah. And, and that, that, that idea of praying when you don't feel like it is real. It's a struggle. I think that, that yeah. we all face, uh, because prayer is a discipline, something that requires work, and yet we still need to commit to it, right? Right, right. Even expanding outside of that, what are reasons or hindrances? Why is it, why is it so hard for us? Why is it so much work? Mm. And that's where I want to begin to peel down the layers. When I talk to people, I listen, there's usually a reason why. Right. And that's kind of where I want to address as far as what's what's underlying that seems to be a hindrance for us yeah. to examine. Yeah, and so then there's something that's going to be causing, uh, you know, a disconnect, maybe mm-hmm. we could say it mm-hmm. that way. Uh, and if we if we were to maybe list some of those things, Pastor Tim, what do you, what do you think we could say another reason uh, that prayer is difficult? Yeah, I don't think I'm the only one that would ever admit that sometimes we feel unworthy mm, right. where, where there's just an overwhelming sense of we, we had a rough day, a rough morning and we kind of blew it. So there's a, a sense of guilt. God won't love me. God can't love me. God can't accept me for who I am or even forgive me. I've just, I've, I've sinned too much, hurt right. him too deeply. And I think right. people at some level just kind of rest there Yeah, and we have to remember who it is we're praying to absolutely at at that point um romans chapter 8 it says who is to condemn christ jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of god who indeed is interceding for us yeah and and when we just pause on the fact that christ raised from the dead is seated now and he delights he desires to intercede on our behalf. I think that's a motivation to say, you know what, there's something we need to lean into here. Yeah. And that's even, I mean, even to press a little bit further into that, uh, if we're to think about the feeling of unworthiness, Mm -hmm. uh, isn't that where, where the gospel comes in and says, well, okay, yes, you are unworthy, but there's someone who has been worthy for you and, and he's the one who's interceding for us. Uh, and so if, if there's that, that sense of shame, uh, realization of our guilt before God, uh, unworthiness, whatever it may be, I think that's time to press into the gospel mm-hmm. and say, I have been accepted by God, not because of my own merit, but because of what Christ has done on my behalf. Yeah. And that fuels then the relationship uh, that that makes prayer exciting. Right. Uh, and so uh, maybe... That's, that's, a, that's a good step from Romans 8 to, to go into to some other things. Uh, you know, it says, um, he was 12, for the joy yeah. that was set before him, you know, yeah. the cross. That at, at some level, it is a delight for us um, to be heard. Yeah. I, I'm reminded, I, I heard a story of, of course, probably heard it before a doctor travels deep into a jungle to provide medical care and he he is totally um 
uh, self-supported. Mm -hmm. He has need of nothing. He has all the resources necessary. He has all the medical equipment that has flown in and antibiotics are prepared and medicines are ready right. to, to help people. Um, but no one comes. Hmm. No, no one comes to him and they want to, in a sense, be treated themselves. They want to take care of themselves. They refuse until maybe just one. Maybe one comes and, and a brave few step forward to be treated. How does the doctor feel in that setting hmm. when he has invested all of this absolute delight right, in that? Right. And, and I think that's really what the idea is of what Jesus feels when we come to him. He lives for this. This is who he is. The, the Puritan Thomas Goodwin says this in the book, The Heart of Christ. Christ's own joy, comfort, happiness, and glory are increased and enlarged by his showing grace and mercy and pardoning and relieving and comforting his members here on earth. Mm. And so this isn't just strangers. This is God's own family coming. Yeah. Again, yeah. I think it's, um, we sense that, that increased joy in yeah. our, um, are coming to him that he has for us. Right, right, and that's uh, that's one of the th one of the antidotes, I guess. Maybe we we could call it that of um, of prayer that has become less joyful. Uh, it's something that we're no, no longer finding satisfaction in, um, and to know how the one who is listening to our prayers feels about our prayers uh, is important. Uh, I have a professor uh, who he's just he's impacted me greatly. Uh, he wrote a great little book uh, called I think it's just Praying the Bible, uh, Donald Whitney, mm -hmm. and and he he talks about this premise of um, of prayer getting boring, and and he says chances are when you're in some sort of of slump, yeah. you're praying the same old things about the same old things, which is to say, I mean, you start just repeating empty phrases and you start just saying the same thing about probably the same, same topics in your life each and every day. And when that happens, it, it just kind of gets stale uh, and you find yourself praying the exact same thing in the exact same way today that you did yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, and so maybe using that as a pivot to, to what we can do to to rectify the situation right. of, of what to do when it's hard to pray. Uh, one of the things that he suggests is just praying scripture. Uh, and he says, open up to a psalm mm -hmm. and, and use the word of God to give you words to pray to God. Uh, so you may end up praying about the same five, six, seven topics that you pray for every day, but you're going to be using the words of scripture uh, to, to pray instead of having to come up with, right. you know, some sort of re repetitious phrase that, that you're praying every day. Uh, so that's, that's one, one of the things that we can do. What, yeah. uh, what do you think, think of? I think there's a couple. I, I just think to change it up a little bit, um, there is a wonderful acronym we all use, um, ACTS. Right. Um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. And we see that modeled even in the Lord's Prayer, all of it included. But I think, you, you know, there's nothing... Um, sacred about yeah. the order necessarily. Yeah. There's a great model, pray like this, Jesus says, but yeah. as long as those things are included, I think you can change it up a little bit. Sure. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and begin with Thanksgiving. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, begin with something that is heavy on your heart, mm. supplication. The Lord knows that. Yeah. Um, I would also, sometimes it sounds maybe kind of weird. I, I would change locations. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes if you're in the same seat in the same time, every, yep. it, it gets a little bit, go for a yeah. walk. Or another thing as well, um, or to, to write out your prayers, just practical things yeah. that mix up a little bit. And I think, again, it, it leans into the fact that it's still going to take time. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be a discipline, right. but it is well worth it, yeah. knowing that God delights in us coming to him. Yeah, and that's, I think, probably the the foundation of it all, that you know, this is something that God not only asks us to do, he commands us to yeah. do. Uh, yeah. So he wants to hear our prayers, and praise God that he does hear yeah. our prayers. And not only that, that he can then go on to answer our prayers uh, in a way that will best glorify him and in a way that would, would uh, be best for us. Uh, and so we are just obviously appreciative of that, uh, and that can help to fuel uh, more prayer as, right. we, as we seek to adore in prayer or, or even realize that we have fallen short in some area of our lives to confess uh, and to go on uh, uh, with some of those things. So uh, what else What else do you have to say? Yeah, how, just, to, how to keep praying even when it's hard? Just remembering that one phrase I just read recently. I forget who said it, forgive me, but it, <laughs> it's all right. He's brilliant. Yeah. Um, um, don't get frustrated with the fact that we need fresh forgiveness. Mm. Jesus Christ does not get frustrated with his own children that are coming, he's interceding. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna get frustrated when we need fresh forgiveness. Yeah. We have to hold on to that. I think that motivates us yeah. in the personal discipline of prayer. Yeah, I agree. And uh, if you're wondering, uh, even uh, as we've discussed Romans 8, uh, it says that, that Jesus is our great high priest. Um, if you're wondering what it looks like for Jesus to, to fulfill that role and, and how he's even praying for you right now, uh, I would just tell you to go ahead and read John 17, uh, all of it, and, and you will see specific ways uh, that the Lord Jesus is praying for you. Uh, and that can help to fuel your prayer as well. Uh, so we hope that you have found this uh, helpful. Uh, if you have further questions, clarification that you think we could make, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can reach out to me, B at bigwoods.org, uh, as we seek to answer some more questions and to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Uh, we would love to know what you're thinking, what's on your mind, uh, and then be able to have just brief conversations like this. So then, uh, that's all we have for this episode, and we just encourage you to keep praying. Amen. Thank you. Lord bless.